what's up, Triple Nation, and all you sidekicks and um, henchmen, or whatever JD says. Welcome to another edition of Gutter Talk. This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Triple. JD and I will be with you in just a second, along with Brandon, but I had to give you a little preamble because we got something going on here that you need to know about what happened. JD and I had started our recording of the show and we did a good 15 20 minutes a great great bit got into emails and everything um however jd had pressed the wrong button and it wasn't recording so brandon who came in later into the show we set up everything to start with brandon and it was only then that the show started recording so there's a whole good 20 minutes that you totally missed now it's more me and jd just introducing ourselves and we catch up on everything that each of us did for thanksgiving and suffice to say we both had great times on thanksgiving but we also got into our emails and we got into our first email which was from christopher goodnight and we're going to read to you Um, the part of his email that is missed and you'll see why that you need to hear not all of it, but some of it um, when the actual recording starts. Primarily I'm doing this so that Christopher Goodnight doesn't write to us and say, Oh my God, I only got half my email. So (laughs) here is um, the beginning of Christopher Goodnight's email with the subject line. There are more than three great Thrawn novels. In the Erased EU, you if you count the Thrawn-adjacent novels, it's actually seven. Them and the seven X-Wing books are the only ones that I own now. I watched a buddy playing Fallen Order Sunday night before Walking Dead. It's interesting. It's got Forrest Whitaker from Rogue One and the kid from Shameless, which I totally recognize. Hey, Len. That's me. What did you think of Charlie's Angels? It only made $8 million in its opening weekend, so I doubt that we will get a sequel. But I thought that she, speaking of Elizabeth Banks, the director, did a really great job expanding the mythos. I had a problem with the confrontation at the end, but everything else in the movie was really enjoyable and fun. Kristen Stewart in that yoga outfit will forever haunt me, but in a good way. Um, He is referencing that I said that I had a press screening of Charlie's Angels that was scheduled. However, I was unable to make that screening, so I did not see Charlie's Angels, so I'll have to wait to check it out on Netflix. He continues, I enjoyed the second episodes of Mandalorian and High School Musical, the the musical, the series, which JD and I have enjoyed Mandalorian. I think we talk about the Mandalorian on on the show so you'll hear about that we have not watched high school the musical the musical the series brandon was not there when when this was brought up we did not bring it up once brandon came in so we don't know how he feels about the show so good on you christopher glad you're enjoying it he continues avengers earth's mightiest heroes was probably the greatest superhero animated show ever with a kick-ass theme song too Oh, oh, oh. Lost when we 
Avengers, um, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which I did watch all of, rewatch all of on Disney, Disney Plus, was a pretty good series. Um, we misheard what he had, what he wrote, and thought that he was saying that it had a like the greatest um, theme song. Um, I could have sworn somewhere down here he kind of mentions that, but I. I could be wrong. Uh, we misread that. So we started thinking about, oh, it's a good theme song. It, it doesn't have any words. It's okay. And we started talking about what we thought was the best animated superhero theme song. Or we actually started talking about what we thought was the best animated theme song. And JD said that his favorites were Batman the Animated Series. X-Men, the animated series, which he will reference when the recording starts. And I said, well, actually, I think as far as superheroes, Spider-Man from the 60s is probably a better and more iconic theme song. But the best animated theme song to me was the animated theme song to the Flintstones. Um, second only by the Boondocks, at which point the JD referenced that he had never 
didn't remember the Boondocks animated theme song. So we stopped and paused to play the animated the Boondocks theme song so he could listen to it. And it was at that point that Brandon entered into the um, hero complex and the recording begins. I am the stone that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration that made ladies sing the blues. I'm the spark that makes your idea bright. The same spark that lights the dark so that you can know your left from your right. I am the ballad in your box, the bullet in the gun, the inner glow that lets you know to call your brother son. The story that just begun, the promise of what's to come. And I'm going to remain a soldier till the war is won. <laughs> Okay, now you're all caught up. Enjoy this week's Gutter Talk. Boondocks, meet the Boondocks. They're an urbanistic family. Uh, so you just wanted to get that joke on. I on, really on did. Record. I really did. Um, listen, I'm rarely funny, so if I if I find something I've enjoyed, um, Leonard. Here's the thing about the Boondocks. Oh, please, do not call me Leonard. Leonard. That's better. Is that better? <laughs> uh, Len. Lenny. No. Lenny boy. <laughs> Lenny boy. Lenny. <laughs> when we <laughs> tell you about the rabbits. Did you get a lot of those jokes a lot? No. Oh, oh. Len. Oh, right. The of mice and men, right? Yeah. Lenny. Yeah. I didn't Why don't you like that. Leonard? It's not that I don't like Leonard. He just, just doesn't like it when I call him. Leonard. Well, but you've called the, him that many times. Before. So many times. <laughs> the only people, yeah, and I, I don't like it. The only, <laughs> the only people that call me Leonard on a regular basis are. My, were my mom and my two sisters so and now because of that and because my sister has become friends with Ariel and Amalgam Ariel will every once in a while call me Leonard oh so she's allowed to call you Leonard no I don't like it when she does it either okay. but she does it to annoy me and oh, I don't do that and there's only one person in the world who fortunately lives in Florida who's allowed to call me Lenny so, oh, all right. I don't want to call you Lenny, honestly. I don't, it feels weird. Thank you. I will try not to call you Leonard. You will Because fail. usually when I'm trying to engage you directly in conversation, I use Leonard. I think you just like two syllable names. Like you I always really like do. saying like Brandon. Brandon, Kristen, Chrissy. Yeah, I like it. Uh, anyway, Len. Yeah, it feels weird now. Len, <laughs> Len, um, the Boondocks, you, you have posited that the Boondocks is one of the greatest animated series theme songs of all time. Yes. I say I like the song. I don't think that it is not only not one of the greatest of all time, it's not even a very good theme song for a show. Are you and kidding I, me? I will, I will tell you now why. I will go on. Tell me why that theme song is There's, not a good theme song for that show which you have not watched. I've watched two episodes. <laughs> So I have watched it, and I mean to watch more, is my point. But as far as theme songs to show, mm -hmm. there is nothing in that theme song that connects it directly to the show. That could just be a verse on any song, and it doesn't tell me, oh, snap, that's the Boondocks. I got to watch the Boondocks because it's telling me about the Boondocks. That, that theme you know I mean? song and the lyrics to it uh, speak very directly to the energy and the psyche of the head lead character okay. Huey of the Boondocks. He's the little guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a real what badass was, kid. What was the question exactly? Well, it wasn't a question. It was we decided that Christopher St. Saucy he made this this grossly um, inaccurate inaccurate declarative statement. <laughs> 
that the theme song to Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes was the greatest superhero anim- animated show oh, ever that, that with a kick-ass down. theme song, too. Right. It's That's our fault. He didn't even say it's the best. He just said it's kick-ass. Kick-ass theme song. But then that led us to... So do we have to say superhero stuff? Well, first of all, it's it, it neither is it the greatest animated superhero TV nah. series. Nah. It's I pretty just, good, but it's not. I can't even think of it off the top of my head, but I do remember when it comes on. You I don't go, want to say you didn't like it. No, it's not that I don't like the what the show. Right. I did not say I did not like the show. I said I fall asleep every time I watch it. <laughs> Correct. That does not mean I'm not enjoying it. it I was. Just, <laughs> it just means I was wrong to equate that. <laughs> to, yeah. To, to that you yeah. may possibly not be enjoying yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm a sleepy boy, Len. I got to get my Z's. So, um, and, and Earth's Mightiest Heroes will help you get your Z's, mm. apparently. To be fair, uh, the first animated superhero theme song that came to mind also has nothing to do with the show because there's no lyrics. There's no lyrics to the, to the Avengers one. Exactly. Either. I was going to exactly. say the Batman one. Well, Batman is probably my favorite superhero animated theme song just because I'm you know I like Danny Elfman I've got that connection to the 1999 but you Batman like that more, you like that more than Spider-Man 66 they're they're that's neck iconic neck. they're neck and neck um so yeah I enjoy both of them uh, Brandon what's your favorite a uh, superhero specific sure uh I don't I'm pretty sure I really liked X-Men Evolution that was oh really that was good. a good one which I don't know if you know some of the dance sequences in that show they took right, yeah. from the craft. And Buffy. And Buffy? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. Anyway. But uh, Buffy wasn't animated. Right. No, no. Neither was the craft. They, there are sequences. Oh, you're saying they took it from Buffy. Oh, yeah, I, thought right, he was, yeah. I thought he was referencing Buffy. They took the exact series. movements yeah. from Buffy the live action and the craft movie yeah. mm-hmm. and animated it with their characters inside yeah. the show. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty neat. I'll show you later. Um. Pokemon, but that's, I guess, not superhero. Uh, Steven Universe, I'd say he's a superhero, and I love that Oh, theme that song. is such a good theme song. I'll just Brandon, bust into song with that sometimes. Brandon, I just, I just thought about something. You'll be very happy. While I was in uh, North Carolina on my vacation, mm-hmm. in the huge theater room, I sat with a couple of uh, nieces and nephews and watched Steven Universe, the movie. Yay, Ooh. just in time. The show starts Saturday. I won't be watching. I know. I watched a couple of episodes last week as well. I'm still trying to catch up. Oh. Um, also, what there was another. There's some other really good. Like the '80s had some really good animated cartoon. Um, I mean, themes: Transformers, GI Joe, Scoob, Scooby Doo. Okay, so now we're just going animated. That's what Shit. I was thinking. If we're just doing animated, they used to. Have, I mean, I feel like. Back in the day, there yeah, were much better themes. Yeah, because DuckTales. Danny oh, Phantom, woo. which that isn't necessarily for you guys, but Danny Phantom was real great. Darkwing Duck. I don't remember the Darkwing Duck Tailspin. Oh. American Dra- Oh, you guys Gummy would love bears. it. Gummy oh. bears. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. High adventure that's beyond compare. They are the gummy bears. You guys would love the American Dragon theme song. It's real great. American Dragon? Yeah. I never. It's about a kid who is like a Chinese American kid, and he his like family like the men can turn into dragons, hmm. and like there's like one Where did that for like air? every Disney, 
It was real great. Uh, and then, like, he had a girl he was in love with, but it turns out she was part of this, like, clan that was, like... Dragon killers? To, yeah. They of were course. dragon killers, and it was great. And oh, it was so great. Disney had a show, which I learned only ran for one season. Uh, maybe you know this show, Brandon. It was about this young black kid who was like, he he, he wasn't like a detective, but he was a te- detective solving like crimes in the school. Oh. Kind of like... um. I, I grew up reading a series of books called Encyclopedia Brown. Right. He, he was on, on the level of Encyclopedia Brown, but he was a bald black kid, and uh-huh. he just solved, like, like crimes in the school. Like, somebody took somebody's lunch. And, and he, it was a cartoon? It, it was a cartoon, and it was done in the style of it was, like, this procedural. Oh, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Fillmore. Fillmore, yeah. yeah. Wow, I never heard of it. I watched it, and, and for, for um, you know what? I'm going to see if that's on uh, Disney+. Plus oh. Because I watched the couple of them on YouTube and it was like really bad quality but it was really a cool series. Oh, alright. It was really dope. Um, he continues. Oh yes, we're in the midst of a... Uh, the email. The M. You, know, Night... you know what? Excuse me. Uh, Kristen asked us, do y'all really like plan stuff out before? <laughs> <laughs> this is we why we're taking we our show notes ahead Usually of time. we do. Right. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, we kind of take notes but as you can see, we go far afield. Yeah. It, None... is, it is a very conversational tone. Entire year. Year, yeah. Uh, the M Night Shyamalan series is coming to Apple Plus too, isn't it? I don't know. Yes, yeah, Serpent. Oh, okay. Serpent or Servant? Servant. Servant. With a V. Tell me more about it. Does anyone know? It's about. I think it's about loosely just going off to the trailers, about a woman who, a, a couple who may or may not have trouble um, having a baby, and. Somehow a doll baby gets involved, and it looks like she, she won't let go of raising the doll baby. It looks oh, very neat. eerie. Okay. I haven't watched Man in High Castle yet. I know who plays the titular man and who he turns out to be, who turns out not to be, which is kind of a spoiler, so I don't know if I'll ever watch it. Hmm. Uh, I have all the streaming services except for the DC one or the Apple one. I even have CBS All Access, and I'm enjoying watching All Rise on here. All Rise with Simone Missick. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what are your plans for Thanksgiving Day slash Black Friday? Well, we already talked we did about that. Our... We ate turkey. But we didn't find out what Brandon, who, turned, who came in late, what did he, how was your holiday? It was not great. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Well, it was just, we, we hosted, and there was a lot of, there was a lot of turmoil and drama, and I had two pieces of chicken for dinner. Oh. Did, did somebody drop the turkey? I mean, was... yes, actually. No. Oh. Don't, oh, I, I hope none of my family hears this because I'm not supposed to say it. But my mom like <coughs> meticulously made the turkey, uh-huh. and then my uncle was helping us with stuff. Uh-huh. And he's a chef, and he was like, "Oh, I, I'm good with hot stuff. I'm fine." He takes it out, drops it. Wow. Because it was too hot for his hands. Mm-hmm. He didn't use hand of a mitt. He didn't pot use holders? mitts or anything. Yeah. You son of a. So yeah. And then I had to cook chicken. And the thing about the air fryer, it's great, but you can only cook like 10 pieces at a time. Yeah, it's very So easy. I was like continu- continually cooking it. Aww. So I ended up having like two pieces. So every time you would come out with a batch, they, they would go. People were starting to like reserve it. People were like, when the next batch is done, can I have some? Oh, they weren't meeting you at the air fryer? My, cousin, my one cousin, I felt bad because she wanted some and the batch was done. So I told her as soon as it was out, she could have some from the batch. 
And it was funny because she didn't eat until the batch came out, and then she just got one piece, and she was like, that's all I want. Because she had, like, stuffing and everything else. She just wanted to wait for the chicken. Well, way to step up and start cooking the food. Yeah. That's awesome. It was fine. I mean, still seeing the family was fine. Yeah. That's what's up. So, yeah. My family won't do anything for Thanksgiving Day, but we will probably get together that Saturday. So first Thursday, I'll go to this really big Chinese buffet out town and then go see at least one movie, Knives Out. Oh, yeah, I still haven't seen that. But But I might also see a couple of other movies. 21 Bridges looks really good. And I might also see Queen and Slim. Yes, I have to watch that next week. Let's pause it there. Knives Out, if anyone hasn't seen it, go out to the theater and watch it today. It's uh, great. It's yeah. a romp. Yeah, you said that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I really would like to... I don't care about 21 Bridges. I don't really care. At all. But, but it looks like something I can wait for Netflix. I'm yeah. a little interested, yeah. It's something that like it'll come on the Netflix, and I'll be like, oh, I should watch that. And then I'll put it on my to-watch list. And then five years after ignoring it, I'll be like, oh, I'll watch it. I should have watched it earlier. Mm. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. That's how it happens. Yeah. Uh, Queen and Slim, I would like to go to the theater to see, because that looks great. I have to go see that next week, because we're reviewing it. Nice. Oh, for the Michonne mission. Yep. Nice. Uh, Len, the reason you haven't seen Steve Dillon in a minute is he died. It wasn't me. It was JD. It was me. And then he says, edit, you finally yeah, got Yeah, we there. said that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and now for a little segment I, segment I like to call Saint Saucy Asks You. Okay. Uh, what's the weirdest experience you've ever had in a theater? I like that someone has picked up the reins for, for new listeners Brandon, when he would he would write into the show, or actually he would just come into the show and say he would be quiet the whole time, and then he would say, "Here's some questions." And for a segment we call Brandon Ask Us. That's right. So um, well, now that Brandon yeah. is on the show every week, somebody has picked up the reins. Thank you. So weirdest experience you ever had in a theater? Weirdest. I have two. Wait, I. Weird theater experience. Okay, well. I won't go there. But the one I will go to is that me and Kennedy from the Black Tribbles, we went to a press screening of um, Jason Momoa in the new Conan movie. Horrible piece of dragon. Don't waste your time. But we went there. Now, when you go to a press screening, you have to understand that um, they don't care what you bring in as far as food. Like You don't have to sneak in food to a press screening because the theater has already been paid for the movie. So if you buy concessions, great. That's just an added bonus. So people come in with whatever they want. So as me and Kennedy were sitting there watching this, and uh, right, right as the movie was about to start, and I'm breaking out my soft pretzels that I bought from the Philadelphia Soft Pretzel Factory, there's these... This um, couple, young couple, they couldn't have been no more than 22, 23 years old, sitting like three chairs down from us, who broke out these huge platters. They had two platters. The, The young lady handed her platter to her boyfriend, so he held both platters as she reached into her bag and they took out TV trays <laughs> that they placed onto their laps, then opened up their platters, which had each a slab of ribs. <laughs> Potato- what do you got to do? Eat two ribs? Come on. 
potato salad and greens. Wow. She reached back into her bag, pulled out real silverware, <laughs> set the table. <laughs> Wait, I call shenanigans. I just, I'd lie to you and not. Ribs with, with silverware. Wait, well, no, there was greens well, and Well, greens potatoes. and potato salad. Okay, sorry, I was caught up on the ribs. Sorry. <laughs> uh, then, then, I lied to you not. The girl, it was at this point, she said, I got to get comfortable. Kicks off her sandals. No. Because it, was the in the, because it was in the summer. And puts one foot up on the chair next to her. Which is at that point that Kennedy looked at me and said, is she for real? <laughs> I said, no. No. She apparently is home. Oh, wow. Nice, <laughs> and, nice. and she said, and they sat there and had dinner while watching at least the first. Mind you, this huge platters, they didn't make it through the first 15 minutes of the movie. Right, yeah. Because they went in yeah. on these ribs. God damn. Yeah. That's, you know, I was kind of all right with it until the bare foot. It was the bare feet. Yeah. It's the bare feet, right? Get yeah. The, get the bare feet out of here. Yeah. Gross. Uh, that is a pretty good weird experience, Len. That's one of my weirder ones. Brandon, do you have a weird experience in a theater? Mine, I mean, not really. The only one I have is that I was going to go to a movie with a friend, and then our other friend wanted us, wanted us to, like, walk her home or something. And I was like, I don't really want to. And, like, you're fine. And she was like, no. And anyway, so we ended up walking her home, and then we didn't have time to go to the movie. And the next showing wasn't until like 11 o'clock. And my first friend was like, well, I know you've been wanting to see this movie for a while. So we'll just go to that one. I was like, that doesn't, I don't know. And he was like, we'll do it. So it was like, okay. So we hung out. This was at like three o'clock. So we hung out till like 11. Then we went to the movie and there was no one there. And ah. It was just us. And it was ah. Guardians of the Galaxy. And so we got to watch it with no one else in the theater. And it was fun because we got to like talk and stuff. That's kind of fun. I always like when that happens. And then I didn't get home till like three o'clock. And no buses were running, and it was scary. Hmm. I don't have any... Nothing Nothing I did was particularly weird. It was pretty normal theater behavior for adolescents. Ah. Um, that's how we're, that's how we're uh, yeah, painting this picture. Yeah, I would say it's picture. weird. Uh, it was pretty fun. Um, uh, I did go on a double date when I was in middle school, mm -hmm. um, and I got a bucket of popcorn dumped on my head, which was... Just doused in butter, so oh, that's, I got butter all down my glasses, that's not cool, down man. my face. That's not and cool at all. That was not cool. It was very warm, um, <laughs> and uh, it's slimy. It was real gross. And then I, and I, they just just did that for no reason. They just thought it'd be funny. Listen, I am. I was not the uh, the suave gentleman you see before you today, Len. Believe no. it or not, <laughs> I was a nerd. Um, yeah, and not grown into your jadles. Yeah, <laughs> my jadles hadn't dropped. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm going to share. I'm yeah. going to share this story. Okay. All right, I, I think I, I think I can share this, okay. this story. Um, it was 1991. I had to look up the year, and I was walking down the street in Center City. I was walking down Chestnut Street. And it, at this time, there were like uh, movie theaters along Chestnut, mm -hmm. Chestnut Street. There were the the Eric Theater and the Sam Eric Theater. And I was on 15th and Chestnut. I was listening to my Walkman. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can't remember what I was listening to, but I was as I was walking up the street. There was a young lady walking, like opposite of me, across the street. Yeah. 
and we kind of like caught each other's eye and she lit her tongue at me what and then started mouthing something but i had my headphones on so i couldn't hear what she was saying women do that on in real life she did they give you the sexy tongue move it wasn't sexy it was more like playful oh okay so i she mouthed she mouthed something to me and i didn't know what she, she was saying so i took my headphones off i remember it was a saturday afternoon and I crossed the street, and I was like, what? And we started talking something. I don't remember yeah. what. It, we just stood there. And she was like, I was like, why am I doing anything? And ultimately, she wasn't doing anything. So we looked up. We were in front of the Eric Theater, and House Party 2 was playing. Nice. Which is a... Uh, kid and Play. Kid and Play, old rap group uh, movie. So it was like, yeah, have, you, have you seen this movie? I haven't seen it. Let's go in here. Yeah. So we went to the movies. We did not see the movie. <laughs> we were in the movie. Uh-huh. We did not see it. I'll let you fill in the blanks there. Nice. Fast forward about three, four months later. Uh-huh. I, no, because it was still in the summer. So it would have been like about a month or a, a later or something like that. I'm at the Broad and Omni stop of the subway. Walking to to, to surface the surface she is coming down i don't remember her name for adam mm-hmm. but i recognize her sure, yeah, she yeah. recognizes me hey hey start shooting shit talking whatever mm-hmm. say so you remember house party too she's yeah. like yeah that was fun yeah it's like, ah, it's cool. and you know start talking about it. it was real dope i don't know if you know this or not not far, literally like across the street from the Broad and Island stop, is Albert Einstein Hospital. Uh-huh. We went into Albert Einstein Hospital. Uh-huh. What? We did not seek any medical <laughs> attention at Albert Einstein Hospital. <laughs> Where? I'll let you fill in. The oh, wow. <laughs> wow. All right. That's my story. You both went in. <laughs> and uh, the doctors we, were so we, busy and, that you had to deliver babies, <laughs> and you spent the whole day delivering babies, happy and healthy, and visiting the sick, reading yes. reading the dying some novels. Yes. Yeah, and that's beautiful. That's it, a beautiful it story. Was a can I say something? Can we give Kristen a microphone? Yeah, yeah, and you guys can cut this too if you want. Good. <laughs> you guys can cut this if you want, but so. The most unfathomable part of the story to me mm-hmm. is that twice in your life you went somewhere and met someone. You know, just you didn't expect to see them. You do no. not saw you did not seek out to meet that person. No. And you had time to go have shenanigans. There is never any point in my life where I'm going from point A to point B where well, I like, actually have enough time to stop. And, and decide engage, to go yeah. see a movie or, you know, not see a movie mm-hmm. <laughs> or visit a hospital or mm-hmm. not visit a hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. me, that is the most amazing part of the story is I cannot fathom yeah. going from point A to point B and not being like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I got to I got to get to the thing. <laughs> yeah. I would love to not watch this movie with you, but I'm late. <laughs> True. But but we are in our, you know different stage of life yeah yeah where i guess it's all to say you know i applaud you yeah good job Lynn. <laughs> um all right 
He continues. Are we still on Steven? <laughs> Christopher, good night. I've had a couple of mom threats where they had to... Mom threats? So mom Keep threatened reading. him. No, um, I've had a couple of mom threats where they had to evacuate the theater. One, they didn't let us back in, and one they did. But last Friday, I went to see Charlie's Angels a second time, and they started playing Black and Blue instead, and then couldn't get Charlie's Angels to play, so I had to wait till 7 to see it instead of 5.30. That's it. That's all. Chris Ain't Saucy, good night. So he must have actually meant bomb threats. Bomb yeah. threats. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How the hell are they doing where you live, dude? <laughs> Shit. So, I mean, that makes sense. People do p- stupid pranks all pranks the time. All the time. Oh, I see. What's Black and Blue? Is that a movie? Black yeah, blue. it's about, um, uh, if I remember correctly, it's that there's a cop. It's like a female cop, and she's black, and she sees some other cops doing some illegal stuff. Oh, yeah. She, yes. Yeah. She oh, sees some other cops like do illegal black stuff. Okay, yeah, I remember seeing a uh, trailer for that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that came and went real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it was real bad. I was going to watch it, but I didn't see it. Well, there's another email from Christopher St. Saucy. Good night. But since we're at 25 minutes on email one, yeah. we can save that for next week. But well, we do have another email, though. Oh! We do have an email. It's not from... It's not from uh, Christopher St. Saucy. Good night. It's not from St. Saucy. It is from Jason Lavakin. And I'm probably mispronouncing that. L-A-V-O-C-H-K-I-N. Okay. There you go. Dear Thwip Tribble... Bat Tribble, and Inspector Spacetime Tribble. Since you get at least one email in your inbox this week. Oh, so you get at least one email in your inbox this week. He's sending me, sending us an email. Remember, because we didn't have it. We didn't have one, that's right. Given your discussion on reboots, sequels, and additional films in the same franchise, are there any existing franchises that you would like to see more in-universe stories of. For example, how the Mandalorian expands the story of the Star Wars universe slash franchise. I would love to see an anti-entity movie set in the Mad Max universe slash franchise. Ah. He has more, but I'll stop there for a second. That's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, uh, Additional, I'll tell you one. I would love to see a Garnett movie in the Steven Universe. Ah, that's cute. I, I f- you don't like Garnet, do you, Brandon? No, I do. Yeah. Everybody. I don't like Garnet. Amethyst. Someone, someone, forget someone who doesn't like, someone doesn't like Garnet. Who? I could have sworn it was Steven, or um, Brandon. I have a guess, but, um, I mean, for me, I feel like a Garnet movie would just be a war movie, which I would like. Yeah. Like a movie. Which you'd be able to just be totally badass. Mm-hmm. You know? But Garnet became, Gar- I, I would like a Steven Universe more during the time of the war. That would be interesting. Hmm. But for or me, or his dad. Yeah, I guess. Eh, why not? I don't oh, the dislike band. him. What's the band? Um, girlfriend with the band. Sadie has Sadie and the Sadie Killers. It's Sadie and the Something Killers. Yeah, they they'd be cool, like a little spinoff. Yeah. For me, it would be Harry Potter. It would be. Yeah. Um, That's good. During the first war, during the first war against Voldemort. That's what so so. Oh, so not following Harry Potter, of course. But It'd be in his that parents. Universe. Yeah. His parents. Okay. But wouldn't you kind of know how that's going to end, though? Yeah, you we know go- how Black Widow's going to end. Uh, point. I would go with, I wouldn't mind, like, a Buffy reunion. Mm. Um, get some of those main characters back again. I wouldn't mind that. Um, 
I always like spending time in Stars Hollow, Gilmore Girls. Um, but what about like specifically like not following the main characters? Oh, not oh expanded universe. Yeah, I mean, that's that specifically yeah, the question. You... Shoot, mine's Scott Pilgrim related. I would like some um, extended universe stuff with uh, him. Uh, maybe Knives Chow. I'd like to see more Knives Chow in the mm. future. Mm-hmm. Future Knives. But I would also like some past. Um, oh, what was her name? Uh, Ramona Flowers. Ramona. Yeah. When she was when she dabbled in Ooh. being a bitch. Mine would be because that reminds me Ramona with her dream stuff. Yeah. Mine would be Inception, because every oh. time I watch Inception, the coolest part to me is that there's a part when they're going to get, I think it's their architect, he is in a building where people come every day and they get injected and they go to sleep and they sleep all day yeah. and then they just go home. And for them, the waking world is their dream and yeah. the dream world is their reality. What? Yeah. I would love to explore that. Yeah, that's You neat. could, for your entire, for your, if you had like, like that could be a retirement plan uh-huh. if like when people get to a certain age their retirement plan is that they can get paid for to like go to do this thing mm-hmm. and they could have their reality be whatever they wanted well Brandon it's crazy there's a Black Mirror episode wh- um, Black Mirror. called um, oh, oh I know which one you're talking about um, San Junipero where uh, basically people are injected into their minds are injected into this um I guess VR type situation mm-hmm. and they are they go dancing they do all sorts of whatever they want and basically that is a way to don't spoil it cuz oh. doesn't it have like a twist okay it does have a little bit of it a twist it is at the end. mildly connected to the ideas that you're talking about right now how about that and, and it's it one is, of my favorite all-time black mirror episodes yeah and it, it is one of the ones that has the more of a joyful type of yeah yeah ending. i'm excited that's like one of the one reasons i want to watch it cuz it has google and Bath the raw and the other girl who I also really like, but I forget her name right now. So I'm real excited to watch it. So anyway, yeah, that was a good, that was a good one. You, you're not a, you. Don't I want to watch. Mirror. I want to. I just haven't because at first I thought it was horror, but now that I've heard more about no. it, it doesn't seem no, horror. No, it's not. But no, then it's I just dark, it, but it's not. right. But I just haven't gotten around to it. It's really, really. It's really good. Really good. Like. Like, you know, I like Jordan Peele and I, I respect him trying to do this whole Twilight Zone thing. You watch Black Mirror. I don't need another anthology yeah. series. Yeah, they've filled that void. Yes. There's a, yeah, Netflix has a lot of those. They also have the, uh, what was it? Love, and, Love, Death, and Robots? Yeah. That was fun. yeah, but that's a little different, though. Yeah. It's a lot different than Black Mirror, but it's kind of cool. I think they're doing another season. They are, yeah. Yeah. And I imagine that takes a long time because that's all I animated. Does his email continue? Yes, his email does continue, JD. He continues on. Since the Bat Tribble is rewatching Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon, and I will be adding Gargoyles and X-Men the Animated Series to my rewatch list. Are there any other cartoons you would like to rewatch or maybe even see rebooted? I'm looking forward to seeing more Clone Wars episode and wouldn't mind seeing more episodes of Gargoyles. To that point. Um, this morning, I woke up with a hankering for a waffle, so I made myself a waffle. You have a waffle maker? I do have a waffle maker. Bring me a waffle. So I made, <laughs> made me a waffle and uh, three strips of turkey bacon, mm. which put me in a, for reasons unbeknownst to me, a Saturday morning vibe. So I said, ooh, I feel like being Saturday morning-ish. Yeah. So I sat down and watched the um, first three episodes, which were the first episodes that ever aired as a movie, of the 
Bruce Tim Justice League oh, cartoon right. this morning. And man, I was, uh, I want to say I was a kid again, but I wasn't a kid when that came out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you I were a happy camper. I was a happy camper. Man, that was fun. Yeah. I had forgotten how much fun that episode was. Just man. that whole experience, man. And I don't think kids, uh, they don't have that anymore. The Saturday morning cartoon experience. Well, no, they don't. Waking up ahead of their parents, uh, or in my case, ahead of my parents, and uh, having a just like bowls of cereal mm-hmm. and just sitting in the living room under a blanket and just watching whatever happened to be the Saturday morning cartoon experience of that uh, year. Because that was really like your day for new cartoons. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the shit. What episode was it? What? It, was the, it was the first three. Okay. It was the very first three, which is called Secret Origins. Mm-hmm. It was released as a hour mm. and a half movie. Yeah, I remember I watched it live. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, and it, I was I was there all over again. The Flash was funny. Um, oh wait, you, I realized how cool it was. Like how already they were on point with their character designs because there's a scene where Green Lantern um, is getting into a, a getting to it a little bit with Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman is taller than him. Yeah, and I was like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I hadn't noticed that before. Mm-hmm. But she is decidedly cool. like looking down at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you want to try me? Yeah, I'm an Amazon son. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah. man. It was, it was, it was, and it was like there's a scene where like um, Green Lantern, Hawk Girl, Superman, um, and Wonder Woman they're fighting like these Martian ships, and Batman, who has just got shot down at a bat plane, is literally just standing there on. On like a, a cliff watching them. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, that's that's what he'd be doing. Yeah, yeah. He'd yeah. just be like, I don't know. And then like something starts to fall on him. He's like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like his his face literally is like, Whoa. Batman was great. I remember there's one scene in that show where he's like falling or something. He's like, hey, I'm falling, and just a reminder, I can't fly. Yeah, like at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> on another all. episode, but yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It's it, it was it was it was really cool. And it, it got me thinking, like, when was the last time I watched something kind of like in that world that made me feel like a little kid like that yeah. again? And honestly, it was um, it was Shazam, the movie. Oh, yeah. When when, you know, now I can spoil it when all of them turn into mm-hmm. like, you know, the Shazam family. The, I was like, oh, the Shazamly. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I had the same experience, even though I never really was connected to Shazam in any meaningful way. But even I, like when that happened in the movie, I was like, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was all giddy. Um, but is there a cartoon? His question is about cartoons you want to rewatch or maybe oh, even see rebooted. I was going to say, he said he's excited for Clone Wars. February 2020, baby. Season seven's coming. I want so more you're Rebels. getting more Clone Wars. We don't need more Rebels. It had a good conclusion. No. And I, I should note, I am not finished Rebels. <laughs> But I want more Rebels. For fan of the Boondocks, there's more Boondocks supposed to be coming. I heard, yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. The character designs look a little different from the original. Oh, really? I mean, it's it's them, but... Are they aged the characters? No, it's It's the same exact... The same, but it's like, it's not the same artist. Ah, I see. So it's not the same. I I got a funny feeling the vibe's not going to be... And plus, you know, now the voice of Granddad, uh, John Witherspoon, Witherspoon, he's no longer with us. So now it's really not the same. So... I wonder if they might like cancel it. Oh, I doubt it. Him. Well, it depends how much they've done, I guess. I mean, I mean his voice is like show, but you can't have yeah. that show without Graham. Oh, really? You can't. Yeah, you can't do it. Spectacular Spider-Man. That's, That's my favorite Spider-Man cartoon of all time. Mm. And it only had like 
two pretty short seasons, I think. Mm. So, yeah, and it got canceled for, oh, man, what was it Ultimate Spider-Man? Yeah. Which was not for me. That was decidedly a much younger show. But the character designs by Cheeks Galloway, mm-hmm. Sean Galloway, mm-hmm. uh, for Spectacular Spider-Man were on point. Um, the animation was real nice. The mm-hmm. stories were fun. Yeah, it was classic contemporary classic slash contemporary Spider-Man and I loved it. For for a long time the one that everybody w- would have said is Young Justice but now we got it. Yeah. Eh. You know yeah, what I mean? True. Well a lot of people would have said. Yeah. Um, and I don't think anybody would have been hankering for a reboot of DuckTales but having watched the reboot of DuckTales it's pretty good. Yeah. That's what I've heard. So yeah. I mean I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, for me it's more than I just like I'm okay with things ending. Like, yeah. there's a lot of good. It, there's it, so much good stuff that it's like if something ends, if something I like ends, then there's something else I can watch. But if it if it if it's something that had a at least a good conclusion, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like like because some things end on cliffhangers, and you right. don't you never like want Young that. Justice. Like Young, and that was also one of the reasons why people were like, "Well, Young like, Justice, the yeah, it was a cliffhanger." Um, so I feel you on that. But rewatch, I'm always apprehensive about rewatching. Like, because we've talked about it. I loved Tailspin. Yeah. And there's a part of me that wants to rewatch Tailspin. But one, I know it was for a younger, a younger mm-hmm. Len. And I'm no longer, I'm long past that Len. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I know that as great as that animation was in the beginning, I know it slipped yeah. further down the line. And I, I don't want to see the slip. You know Fair I mean? enough. Yeah. I don't know. Is that the end of the email? It's not. He has one more section. Great. Giving us free show. I love it. FYI, I have been watching Star Wars Resistance, and while I enjoy it, I don't think it's a must-watch for the Star Wars fan. I don't think it enhances the Star Wars universe in any meaningful way like the books or the other shows have. Keep up the great work on the podcast. I look forward to hearing your discussions every week. Yours in Tribble Nation, Jason from Rhode Island, a.k.a. Build a Tribble. Build a Tribble. Um, thank you so much for writing in. I literally was going to ask that question about the Star Wars Resistance TV show several minutes ago in our the conversation about the cartoons, but I didn't want to derail us. So thank you so much for bringing that up. I haven't seen it. It looks, and I realize Rebels is for seven and up. It is a children's cartoon Mm -hmm. with tons of murder. So much murder in that show. (laughs) Um, And there's, there's a lot of like stuff that it actually enriches the Star Wars experience, the mythos and all that other sort of stuff, the, the Sith temples and the holocrons and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot in there, even though it's supposedly for in all ages. But the animation for Resistance makes me think that it is a really young show. I haven't seen a single episode of it, but just looking at like the designs, it looks teeny. To me, the animation doesn't look any better or worse than Rebels. No. I'm showing when now. I hate it. I don't like that. Animation. I don't like that. That's, that's shaded. Like, it looks right. like, I'm just, like that faux, like a video game from yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't think it looks any better. I mean, any worse than Rebels. Rebels doesn't. Rebels has all of that beautiful pencil, um, pencil type shading and everything. Yeah. Nah, man. There's there is so much more texture Rebels, and Rebels richness is, in Rebels, Rebels than in the 
Yeah. 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 That is uh, resistance is a bland color palette. Um, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of texture to it. Mm -hmm. Rebels is rife with texture. Now I'm trying to learn Clone Wars just so we can. I remember Clone Clone Wars Wars is like a little in between both of them. Yeah. It's like a rebel or resistance to, uh, to the nth degree. Yeah. There's more texture to that than there is, um, resistance. But have you seen the show resistance? Nope. Oh, okay. everyone I've seen talk about it. Like no one has talked about it like super positively. Yeah. Like I go on like the Star Wars like subreddit and like show subreddits and stuff, and no one talks about it. Like people would when Rebels was on, people would talk about it. Yeah. No one talks about this show. Yeah. So to me, it's like, well, if something cool happens, people talk about it, and then I'll watch it. But no one has talked about it, and it's been on for like a year, I think. So yeah. that tells I, me all I need to know. I wonder if that's. Um has something to do with the time period because we're in this new era of Star Wars, the, you know, the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker era, um, that they're not 100% sure what they can mess around with right now, the writers of the show? Do you think maybe that's a well, possibility? Not, not really because um, all of Star Wars stories are controlled by the Star Wars story group. So everything that everyone says or everything that happens in all the books, shows, movies, everything is controlled mm-hmm. by this story group. So they they know what can and can't be told. Right. So the writers can go to them. So if they wanted to do something, they could ask them about it. Okay. I guess so. Well, maybe they're just not... It's, it's not Dave it is. Filoni? It is Dave Filoni, oh, it I think. Is? Yeah. Oh! Because I'm about ready to hand him the Star Wars reins, man. Uh, between Rebels and Mandalorian... Give him, give him a Star Wars movie to write. Actually, he is not. He's not the showrunner. Yeah, he's not the showrunner. Ah, all right. I think he's involved, but he's not the showrunner. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a name that I've immediately, like, oh, I need to remember that guy because he's doing some good work on Rebels mm-hmm. and Mandalorian and Clone Wars. And what? Clone Wars. And Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, you weren't here, Len, because you were on vacation, warming it up. And Brandon came in last week, and he was like, Len's not here. Let's watch Clone Wars. So he had a list of Clone Wars episodes that oh, cool. I well, would have enjoyed. But then I think I was so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't actually watch it. We didn't have a chance to sit down and watch any of it. Oh, that's but, a shame. Yeah. But he gave you the playlist, I take it. Uh, no. No. Okay. He just was like, peace, <laughs> and then you know, left. Well, I wanted to watch it he with left you. With his, he left with his wars. Deuces. I'll take my clones and go home. Yeah. Um, so that's he, our emails. That's our emails. We did it. 41 minutes. Uh, Len, speaking of the the Mandalorian, okay, uh, are you enjoying it? I am. Okay. I am enjoying it a great deal. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that the show is, like, super complicated. because Because, because I, to me, it's Star Wars the Western, which are very just simple stories. Morality plays, more or less, or whatever. Um... It, it, it's not like you know. It's it's not no real great deepness to the stories. Yeah. You know, people try to read into it and they want to know like, all the history of the Mandalorian. I don't care. Yeah. I don't need to know. Yeah. He's he's basically Clint Eastwood in a mask. Yep. Back in the westerns, and he's doing his thing. That's all I need. Instead of the man with no name, he's the man with no face. Exactly. And you know, there's some things that maybe like bug you. Some episodes are better than the other, or, or whatever. But the production value, for the most part, I see on screen. I'm actually surprised. I didn't know this. Listening to, um, I think it was one of the Slash Film podcasts, but it wasn't their like their movie review one, the one of their daily podcasts. 
um, that most of the show is actually done on a movie set. Really? It's done on a movie set. It's done on a movie set in such a way that these high, the high walls of the mm-hmm. set and the ceiling is just one big green, green screen. screen. I see. It I'm, works. It do does it, doesn't it work? Feel like it does indoors. not feel like it at all. Yeah. I'm like, where did they go? Yeah. You know, it's especially I'm, with the, was it the third or fourth episode, the the Seven Samurai episode. Yeah. 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 That was inside. Yes. Fuck out of here. All of it. All of it. Even this. Wow. Even the one where he's fighting the Jawas. What? Yes. Now. Yes. That's crazy. I know. All right. Wow. All right. The money's going into it. Yes. So that is just makes me, and I'm someone who doesn't really like to know a whole lot of like behind the scenes stuff while I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. I'll look like after the season or something yeah. like that. But hearing that just gave me even more of an appreciation yeah, shit. for the show. Wow. It, I'm enjoying the, the hell out of it. Yeah, it's wonderful. I think it's great. Uh, the depth is not there, as you said. It's it's just these nice little one and done adventure shows, mm-hmm. Samurai Jack or um, yeah, that's yeah. a good Samurai Jack. Yeah, it's a Samurai Jack show. We're like just Lone Wolf and Cub for anybody who knows manga. Mm-hmm. Um, Shogun Assassin is the movie version. So um, yeah, it's just a a Ronin walking around with a baby. Yeah, and fending off evils here and there, um, yeah. trying to survive. And it's it's. What a wonderful way to um, to broaden the Star Wars experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like when they do stuff like that. They've been doing it in the Marvel movies. Like, oh, it's Marvel movie plus heist movie. Marvel right. movie plus spies. Uh, Star Wars plus samurai. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I'm 100% in. Um, I did think the budget seemed a little iffy with the last episode, but maybe that was just... Uh, maybe they didn't have enough time for the fight sequence just felt a little rushed um, between him and his new companion. I forget her name. Uh, Cara Dune or something like Cara, that? Cara Dune. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was it was fun, uh, and I like her, and I hope to see more of her. Gina Carano. Yeah. Well, but, they, they said she definitely is going to return later in the yeah. season. Yeah, but like their, their hand-to-hand tete-a-tete sort of didn't really feel it all that It was a super, real. super choreographed, but I didn't... Yeah. I didn't again, mind... that's not budget. That's probably time constraint. I think that's, I think that's um, actually... The maybe time constraint, but I think it's actually more the direction. This yeah. this episode, this most recent one, was directed by Bryce Dow- Dallas, Dallas Howard, Howard. Yeah. who is known for two things: acting and being Ron Howard's daughter. She's not known for being a director, so and I think that showed. Yeah, that, you may be right. You may be right. Although, there. good for her. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless. Her. Um, and I'll tell you. Uh, it was all it was all wrapped up nicely. That sequence that I said was uh, a little stiff or whatever, with the sipping soup, baby oh, that's, Yoda. That's the meme that wrecked the universe, man. Fuck, man. Uh, every time that little shit is on screen, I've just my heart grows three times, and I'm just like, <laughs> I love you, and I will murder, I will murder a human. Well, just the whole opening where he's just like in the ship with him. Yeah. And he, you know, he's, he's clicking the button. Yeah, turning and, things off and on. And, he, and, he, and he's just like a kid. Like he's looking at him. He's, he's like, yeah, yeah, eye contact. <laughs> Click. He's like a cat. I'm getting ready to push this glass off of this counter. That's right. Oh, he's so he's so wonderful. I love him so much. You like in the Mandalorian, Brandon? Eh. I knew what it. What the I hell? Knew I knew it. You are dead inside. <laughs> I'm liking it. I'm starting to have problems with it. Really? That could be resolved by the end. Which is why I don't like to say I'm having problems with it, because 
technically I'm not, but it feels it feels like there's a lot of things where it's like, oh, we'll see more of that at the end, or oh, that'll get revealed later. Mm-hmm. But it's like we're halfway through the season, so it's like we got to start revealing some stuff. So like, if these things aren't done by the end of the season, then I would retroactively consider them not necessarily great. Well, technically, it's, it's going to be eight episodes, right? Mm-hmm. So we're technically, in. we're at the halfway point. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying, even at, not necessarily next episode, but at least by the episode after that, I would like to start getting some like answers well, like, or something. Like, it's main, one of the things. Main thing, I mean, we still don't really know what was going on with Baby Yoda. We know they wanted him for something, but we don't really know what. Oh, I think it was they, the wanted, clone. they wanted to harvest right, something. Right, but we don't know that. Like, we're we're theorizing right now. Oh, okay. Like, the show hasn't actually answered the question. That's true. That's true. Okay. Um, the, the Mandalorian, like, taking his helmet off, that's got to happen. Why? Because the, sh- <laughs> Everyone always th- cause the show has set that up. Yeah. Like, I don't need it from a, like, I want to see it perspective. Mm-hmm. But from a writing perspective, there's been multiple references to him taking the helmet off or him not taking it off yet mm-hmm. and everything like that. So if they don't reveal it at some point, I would consider that bad writing because it's like, then why do you keep bringing it up? Do, by some point, do you mean some point in the run of the show? No, or some by point the end this... of the season. I would consider it a season one thing. Like, especially because once they revealed that it's, it like distances him from the rest of the Mandalorians, I feel like that's what this whole season has been about is him um, throwing away what he was doing before for Baby Yoda, and I would say that that is like, that would be the ultimate completion of that arc. Mm. So I would need to see that by the end of the season. See, but I didn't see, I don't see him throwing away what that he was, was before for Baby Yoda. I don't, that was, yes, yeah, strong. But I feel like it is, it's him throwing, like, um, uh, I think he's more embracing the, the what the Mandalorians are supposed to be for baby I, I guess but I feel like like he's now not with the tribe anymore he's not doing like he's changing his life I guess for the for baby Yoda I feel like this would be the completion of that because yeah, like he's, he's not doing the like bounty hunter thing anymore and he's not going back to the the Mandalorian like cave or whatever after every episode or anything he's decided to like change his life for this kid he's decided to he decided in that like episode two to like not to go back for the kid, even though that's against the rules and stuff like that. Yeah, but he also said, like, when he leaves that planet with Baby Yoda, he basically tells that other Mandalorian, like, yo, you know, you're going to have to re- right. reestablish someplace else. So they're not even going to be there anymore. Right. So what? So who's to say that once they do reestablish themselves, he doesn't go there? He could. So, so he... He... Like I said, he embraces the, the, the true ethos of the Mandalorian to save Baby Yoda. I but think they that, f- I think they fell into this whole but what does that bounty mean? hunter thing. Because at, at least the way without say, being on the nose about it, to me the Mandalorian thing way? was more they were more knights as opposed to bounty hunters. Akin to knights hmm. as opposed to bounty hunters. I think they, they found themselves falling into that profession over however many years or whatever. Um, and that just became like the profession of the the Mandalorian. Um, but their their ethics were more aligned with 
what you might consider like a knight. And I think he embraced that for Baby Yoda, and that's why the other Mandalorians felt moved to come to his right. rescue because they were actually mad at him for turning over Baby Baby Yoda. Were remember? they? Yeah, because they 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 got on him a little bit about that. Did they? I don't remember that. I, I don't I think they did. Remember them they got on, on him in general, well, but I don't the, think it was because of the Baby Yoda thing. Well, I, I they seemed upset about him having all of the Beskar. Right. That that metal that makes his uh, armor. I, I, I think I, it was because like he was. They felt he wasn't a true Mandalorian because he was a foundling. Right. Uh, I see. Was it? I thought it had something to do with him turning in Baby Yoda. Well, either way, they felt moved to t- to come to his rescue. Yeah. Because of what he was doing. So and you're I, saying them being um, bounty hunters was sort of what they do now, but what he's doing is sort of a return to yeah. their ways of old. Yeah. And so it's more respectable of like, I'm going to do this other thing instead of just like trying to make some money. Right. I'm going to do the right thing. Right. And, and so I, he, and, they and respect I him for and that. They respected him for that, which is why they basically, when he says like, you know, you know you've got to move, you're like, yeah, we know that. Yeah. You know, it's not, because they easily could have said, it, yeah, you know, you got to go after him. But then that's, again, part of my point, though, is that, like, they had to move. Like, him taking Baby Yoda is a symbol of him uprooting his previous life. Yeah. And so I feel like taking off the helmet would be the final symbol of that. Because mm-hmm. the the, keeping the helmet on is, like, such a, this is what the Mandalorians do now type thing no. and also i'm not entirely sure that that's what all the mandalorians it's do because it's got to be just his sabine. tribe because sabine yeah and all, all of the other there's other mandalorians in the rebel show that right. are just like whoop there goes my helmet and in clone <laughs> wars they take it off too yeah. so okay. it's implied right. that right. right i know that when you don't want to talk about extra stuff i get it that, that, that's that's spending stuff but that's my point is that if it ain't if it ain't live action it ain't real what get that out of here but that's it, my point is that which... even without even ignoring all that stuff though it's clearly seems like that might be a um them specific thing and maybe they've fallen into their ways and maybe those ways aren't correct like i'm not saying he has to necessarily abandon the mandalorians maybe he'll be the first of the mandalorians to take his helmet off and they'll still accept him and maybe that particular tradition will go away when they move to this new land maybe that'll be that won't be a rule anymore or something like that but I'm just saying I don't think – I think he has to take the helmet off by the end of the episode. Now, when you're saying he, you think he needs to take it off, does he need to take it off and, like, around other people? Like, yeah. be seen well, with yeah, it off? Well, yeah, because he already or, has. Or is it that he needs to take it off and you see his face? No, we – I think, it's, see I think it's for – it has to be around other people. I, ha- I think it has to be a more symbolic Like him thing. revealing himself to someone in the, yeah. in the show. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't see that as being a deal breaker for season one. I, I hear you on maybe because That's, they've touched on it, it being something that maybe needs to happen within the run of the show. Mm-hmm. But like for season one, I'm. That's just an fine. example too. Like I also feel I also don't like how they, with the trailers, like hinted that certain things, like hinted that IG Eleven would be a thing. And then he was in like one episode. But he could be returned. He could. That's my point, though. Is like if he doesn't, then I would have a problem with it. And um, what the 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 I have spoken guy like that's another example. Um, what else? That's about it. I I mean, there's there might be some other little things like the woman in episode four. I feel like it was a little weird that it's like oh she's like a the woman that kind of like he mm-hmm. flirts with. I feel like it was like weird that she's a master, not a master, but she's like a really good shot, and like there's Why no real. Weird? Why is it weird? She's it. an ex trooper. 
Is she? Yeah. No, not Gina Carano. Not Gina Carano. Oh. He's talking about the chick that he's oh. kind of like flirting with. Gotcha. But why is that weird? It just to me, it seems like from a storytelling perspective, having a random character that's a a great shot and not explaining it at all seems weird. Why? Uh, what is there to explain? Yeah. How she shot. became a good shot? Why you do? But you don't need to explain practice. it. She, she practiced. She's how did she who, practice? She has no guns. But she you has no guns. That does not mean she's never had. A she gun. was not teleported there from right. birth. So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't it... mean. And to be a good shot, you have to be able to aim. Okay. So who's to say that she can't aim? I'm just saying that I would like more explanation. Okay, that's more explanation. But I don't think that that's. I don't think that's bad storytelling. Okay. I don't think that's an example of ba- bad storytelling for that to be a, a, a case. Myself. Mm-hmm. But. Okay. So it's eh for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is if things aren't expanded on by the end. Right now, I'm still liking each episode. Like, I was watching another podcast, and people were the, some of the hosts were, like, really hard on it. And I don't feel that. I still really like the episode. It's just if it isn't – if certain revelations aren't – if certain things aren't revealed by the end, then I wouldn't consider the season as a whole to be that great. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong here, Len? Uh, maybe I'm up in my hackles about this because it happens so often when it comes to Star Wars characters. For some reason, with Star Wars fans, it happens a lot. And I'm not saying that this is what Brandon is doing, but this is what Brandon is doing. Um, it's weird that the female character knows how to shoot, but we don't get to know why. If there was a man in that village and he said, oh, I know how to shoot. I'm the great shot here. Brandon, would you still say? Yes. Well, I don't know why. Why is he a good shot? Yes, I want to know how the characters get the skills they get. Why? Because it—they live ju- in a world with lasers and guns and right. all sorts of and weapons. And then we know how they get those skills, though. Like, I mean, I don't—I don't understand why that negates the, why they're like the things they have negate the the skills themselves, like learning the skills. And if you, you if it saying? was a, if it was an old samurai movie and one of those villagers happens to be good with a samurai sword, you want to know why? I would assume good with he was a samurai. Sword. Right. But so but that that's different to me cuz I don't understand like for her to be a good shot that's not her having like a, like a samurai is like a specific thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're good with a samurai sword there's some connotations there. Sure, that's true. That's a good there's point. There's many that's a good point. ways someone could become yeah. good with a shot. Could be a good shot mm-hmm. and I would like to know what way it is for her. Maybe it is that she just has a good eye and it's can possible. aim. She's played lots of Mario Kart. She's got really good hand-eye coordination and she's a mom. Moms, <laughs> moms are like the American like ninjas. They can do everything. They've got sandal boomerangs. They just whip off the sandal and yes. Ah, my shoe. <laughs> yes, she's a mom. Yeah, every woman listening to this podcast is like she's a mom. Done. <laughs> that explains it. The, n- next. It just never occurs to me to like. Oh, why did why does that person know how to shoot? Because they they had a gun at one yeah, point. Yeah, it's like if she jumped into his plane and all of a sudden yes. started flying it like Han Solo, I'd be with you. But that she can aim a gun, eh, yeah, I'm fine. That's where I'm at, yeah. And I guess I just, I, it's, uh, I have such a reaction to it because that's, every time a woman is doing something in Star that, Wars. I resent that, though, because I'm not, no, I'm not, not you. I okay. said that's not you. I prefaced it by saying. And then you said, but it is you. It's, no, you said I said that that's, not, that. that's not what I'm saying Brandon is doing. But it is what Brandon's doing. That's you what you said. That. I was making it, I was. Was that a joke? Yeah. Oh, I thought okay. You were I'm just. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. No. I'm. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me rephrase. I. It's something you are doing, but I don't think you're doing it for the same reasons okay. that other people might be doing it. Is that what I meant mm-hmm. to say? Um, but yeah, it's just. 
didn't occur to me like, oh, look, there's one character who knows how to shoot out of an entire village of people. All right. That that didn't bother me. What yeah. did bother me was him speaking about how he doesn't, you know, yeah. remove his helmet in front of people, mm. which is fine. Um, and then, and then you see him remove his helmet, which is fine because he's obviously removing it to eat. Within, but there are people like right outside like the window. Two foot out of the window. Like they're, they're not even like in in like like blurred. Yeah, <laughs> you know they're, they're just out there. Like all they have to do is look over and like, oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. So I mean, and it's not even like his helmet is behind him, so they don't know who they're looking at. Yeah, his helmet yeah. was like literally right yeah, there. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. I did notice that. So that that bothered me. But it didn't bother me. I was it didn't like, bother well, me, but I, over, I they're noted see it. You. Yeah. I bumped on it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. Something else dropped this week. Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn. On the, the DC Universe app that only we have? Yeah, we're the only two people <laughs> left who have it. Three. Three. Oh, you got it too. Great. Um, did we all watch Harley Quinn? Yes. Oh, sweet. I mean, I did. I don't know. Did yeah. you watch when? I did watch Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yes, I did. Um, and I didn't even know it had dropped until it showed up in my Facebook feed. I think someone was like, oh, it dropped. I was like, oh. You didn't hear all those F-bombs? Yeah, right. Um... So, I mean, that's one thing. There wasn't a lot of um, ads. There are not a lot of ads for this show. I don't think there are ever... There's not a lot of ads for anything on the DC yeah. Universe. I know. That's probably I mean, there are not the a lot of ads for, like, Netflix shows. No, Netflix gets a lot of commercials. Yeah. I don't see them. Yeah, and I, I see Netflix them. ads on the back of comics and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, I mean, but anyway, yeah. Harley Quinn dropped uh, one episode. They're doing it weekly, like a, a bunch of the shows that are dropping right now. Mm -hmm. And um, I love that. I like that a lot. And I thought that this actual episode was really good. I thought it was really funny. Uh, I laughed out loud several times. This is not for guard. kids. Not for kids. It's rated R. It is a hard R. It is a hard, hard R. Uh, it's got everything except for, like, sex. Uh, it's, it's very bloody. There's lots of bones poking out of skin. There's lots of F-bombs. Um, but... Oh, and then while I, I may have that problem with Titans doing stuff like that, it feels a little strange for... The Titans for me, mm -hmm. uh, it, it feels at place with Harley Quinn. It doesn't bother me at all that she's dropping f bombs and um, uh, Joker's dropping f bombs and Poison Ivy. I like her relationship with Poison Ivy quite a bit, so I, I think it's a success as far as cartoons are concerned. Uh, let's give some props to the producer Jennifer Coyle, who is kind of like the showrunner. Okay, for the show. Um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it because it fits what I see as Harley Quinn. Yeah. Right? Like, um, like DC ha has, you know, gone hard on Harley Quinn for the past couple of years, so so much so that she is almost, like, akin to, like... Wolverine? Wolverine, yeah. you know, or, or even, like, Deadpool. Um, and, and to be fair, she may be their answer to Deadpool. Um, but this, like, put her, like... Exactly where she was. She was a, a sidekick to the Joker. She's rising from there, and you're watching that evolution of the character. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and it's not. It's while it's definitely comical over the top. There still is some respectful seriousness storytelling wise. Oh yeah, that I appreciate uh, to her tale that fits more into the Harley Quinn that I like as opposed to that uh, DC Black series that's uh, the comic book series 
Black Label, the Harleen, the Black Label. Well, there's Harleen, Harleen, and then there's Criminal Sanity. Which which is the one that's the big one? The, Harleen. The, Harleen. By Stefan Sejic. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of like is like the prequel to, mm -hmm. and that it's like a little bit too serious. Yeah. Like uh, oh, a, a take on the character. Like this is like right in the wheelhouse. It's funny. It's irreverent. Um, it makes fun of itself. Mm -hmm. You know, the character designs are cool. Yeah. Like I like the love. I, and I love that they're tweaking everybody, not just her. They're tweaking the Joker. Mm -hmm. I also kind of like like that, like the Joker's, to a degree, his character design is a little romanticized, mm -hmm. so that you could kind of see why she might fall for him because he's maybe a, a, a better looking Joker, right? Yeah. As opposed to the Batman character, is like real brutish and squared yeah. off. Um, George uh, Commissioner Gordon is Commissioner Gordon's insane. In insane. What, a, what a decision to make regarding that character. He is so out of left field with any other characterization of Com Commissioner Gordon that I've ever seen that it's it's startling at first. But by the time by the time we get to the end of it, I'm like, I like him. He's I fine. like him. Yeah, I like him a lot, man. So weird. He's I he's just constantly jittery, and he's just got a <laughs> cup of coffee and a cigarette, like a half broken cigarette, just hanging out of his his hair's all disheveled. He's got the five o'clock. He's got a nine o'clock shadow. He looks half insane, and I love that because he's the police commissioner for Gotham City. And that's what he would be. So of course he's on the edge of his rope. <laughs> He's he's he, he's sort of the breakout character for me in this show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm digging it. Yeah, I, me too. I, I dig it a lot. It's, it's pretty cool. I like that they, speaking of seriousness, they went and they did the work of taking her from a abused, mm -hmm. um, just uh, what would you just a domestically abused character? Yeah, domestically abused woman. A, a woman who is standing up for herself and being her own woman and and. Um, Deciding she does not need the Joker anymore or his shenanigans. So. And I also like that they showed, you know, not, well, literally, um, but they showed the passage of time of that. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, the following week she's like, yeah, so I don't need you. No, it, this happened over the course yeah. of a year. And and then even then, it's still a lot of Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Doing a lot of work a lot to of get work. her there. <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah. God bless the best friend. We all need a friend like Poison oh Ivy. Oh my gosh, she's great. So the more I talk about it, the more I, I really like this show. I dug it. How Brandon. You, Brandon. I liked it. I didn't love the, the, the Commissioner Gordon part. That ah. was the only part that for me was a little too much. But I really liked it. Um, I looked up Harley Quinn's voice actress right after because I really liked her voice. Kelly. It's Wake Bell. Lake oh, Bell. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. And I love Harley's that. Kelly Coco or Haley Coco. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved I loved Harley. The Lake Calendar Bell's Man great. bit. Oh, the Calendar Man bit was great. The yeah. Calendar Man bit was. Um, doesn't remember his own kid's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, no wonder your you don't your dad doesn't remember your birthday, you dumb kid. <laughs> um, then also, I kind of like Frank. Yes. Yeah. Um, He's yeah. basically Frank what? reminded me of someone. Audrey too. He reminded me of. The testicle monster from Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I was I was I was on Audrey too. <laughs> yeah, Audrey too from Little uh, Shop of Horrors. Right. Uh, I liked, I liked, I liked Harley's stuff with Batman. I didn't love Batman, but he didn't really have much to do, so that's no, okay. No, yeah. Um, Which is smart, and I love that they got uh, Dietrich Bader. Who is that? Voice. He's, he, he well, was he did the voice on um, Brave, Brave and the Bold. Bold. Uh, oh, it's the yeah. guy from that sitcom, Drew, Drew Carey, Carey show? show. Yeah, yeah. He's a good I liked, voice. I liked everything. I loved. I just yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I liked. Um. 
I like the Riddler. I like Joker's comment, like commentary about the Riddler. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. That, all, that was all great. That yeah, was cool. All, all in all, man, I thought it was a oh, blast. One thing I would like, and this, unlike the Mandalorian, I don't need this season. And I don't care if it ever happens necessarily, but I would like it if she became more of an anti-hero mm-hmm. as opposed to a full-on villain. Yeah. Yeah, but her, her goal it. here seems to be to overtake Joker as the crime kingpin of right. Gotham City. Right. Yeah. Which is fun. I don't need her to be a hero. I don't need her to be a, a hero, but on her road to being th- there, trying to overtake the Joker, I could see her landing on anti-hero mm-hmm. there uh, a lot a lot more than at least from what I've read yeah. how she got there in the comics. So my I, only, I didn't read everything. My only thing about her being a villain is that like they're never she can't actually become like the kingpin of crime right. that's never going to happen so i'd like her to become an anti-hero because then at least her storyline i feel like that opens more doors sure for the character yeah. that's fair enough and also her trying not to murder people yeah. and break their faces and stuff um actually if you like harley and poison ivy there is a, a comic right now called harley and poison ivy Harley yes, Quinn and Poison yes. Ivy. It's like a mini series, maybe five or six issues, mm-hmm. um, and it takes place directly after Heroes in Crisis, where um, Poison Ivy had been murdered, but now she's back and she's like a plant. She's made of plant. Um, that's sort of where the beginning of the story takes place, mm-hmm. and uh, Harley and Poison Ivy are trying so hard not to be criminals. They're oh, trying cool. to go sort of straight, uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's not funny like this. But it is a, like a romp of a book. Another legacy, this is just how great the Batman animated series was, in that, you know, as much as everybody like loves the Joker, mm-hmm. you know, but really the affection that has grown over the years for villains like, well, of course, Harley Quinn, because that series introduced her, but um, for Poison Ivy for Mr. Freeze, for the Riddler, it all goes back to Batman Animated Series. That's where it first started. Mm-hmm. It's just, just another le- legacy of that, that monumental series. Same for um, Mr. Freeze. I love their Mr. Freeze. Yeah, his, 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 that was the Mr. Freeze that everybody fell in love with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, something else dropped this week on DC Universe. Oh. And that was the season finale of... Titans. Titans. <laughs> is that the show? Is that the right one? Teen Titans. Oh, there's no? a. I found out there's a reason for that. By the way, what? I don't reason know if you've noticed what? that in the intro to that to the Teen Titan show, sometimes it's in English, sometimes it's in Japanese. Oh yeah. I forget what it is right now, but there's a but reason. There's a reason. <laughs> there okay. is a specific reason for why sometimes it's in Japanese. Like there's, it, I think it's that like a certain character shows up or something. Oh, whenever it's in Japanese. I did not know that. Yeah. That's cool. I oh, wondered that myself. That's interesting. I'm sorry, Len. Go on about Titans. Well, yes. Titans, the live action show, had the finale to its second season. Um, JD is now actively looking for some place where he can duck to. (laughs) Where can I hide? And not hear the spoiler. Um, There was a someone. Someone. I was going to use the bathroom, but then someone's in the bathroom. Oh man. Okay. Let me put it this. So it was this season two finale of Titans. We haven't been doing full reviews, so I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it, but I will just say that I was not a fan of this season finale. Oh, all right. Yeah, I do not think that they stuck the landing at all. 
Okay. And and I say that with it's not giving away a spoiler that Deathstroke has been kind of like the villain of the of the not at all the season not at all. But they didn't stick the landing with Deathstroke. But where they landed with Deathstroke came a quarter of the way into the season finale. Oh. And then there's something else entirely? There's the problem. More to come. Yeah. Oh. And, and, at yeah. which it falls further, further down the well of dumb. Well, you remember they did that with the season premiere of season two. That's true. Where it was basically half of the episode was the season finale from last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they started season two in the halfway point. So it makes sense. Yeah, I saw a review and it was like, this one was better than the season one finale and that this one was a finale. That's as true. As opposed oh, to the last okay. one. That, okay, point there. They agreed, though, that this was not a very... And I agree, this was not a good finale. Oh. It was it was bad. All right. Dumb decisions. Hold on. Without, all right, let's see. Did, any, did a major character die? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, 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 it, it's ambiguous. It's, amb- it's ambiguous. I guess, but more or less died. It's ambiguous in that there's it's a superhero show, so who so knows? Of course, right. Right, but okay, so you don't know whether or not they died, but what happened to them makes no sense. Okay, ridiculous. It makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> ridiculous. It's so dumb. Wow. It's dumb, dumb. Wow. I just, now you gotta tell me. Now you, gotta, you can just spoil it. Like, you, you sure you want to tell you? You. It sounds so much Wait, fun. Wait, we gotta. We, we should well, preface let's, it. Let's, yeah. So, so they've just. Should we? We don't want to spoil the fight before that. Oh, just spoil it. I'm. It's fine. I'm okay, never gonna get to it. Spoiler alert for the for Titans finale. Yeah, I'm so, so excited now. The so Cadmus Labs. Well, let's tell them what happened with Deathstroke first. Oh, okay. We're just going through the whole episode. Yeah. Okay. okay. So credits go. Wait. All right. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Best thing. Nightwing's costume is great. Yes. I, I saw that. I saw a picture of it. I don't like it. I oh. loved it. When I, I saw that, I was like, as I was watching it. Because I made a little like yell when it happened. And I was like, oh, no, what if someone hears me? Then I'll have to explain that I'm getting so excited over a silly superhero show. And then I looked at it, and I was like, no, anyone would love this. No, His costume is so great. I don't like it. And after reading a review of the episode, which um, reminded me of something else, I don't like how it comes about. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, so the Nightwing looks basically like all the rest of their Costumes. It just looks like the night. Does he have the blue stripe it's all the blue. way down his no. arm to his fingers? No. Ah, that's the best it's part also of the costume. Armored. It's armored, which is yeah. one of those. Which is what I don't like. Well, it makes sense. That's of just kind of how every it makes like. sense, but yeah. I don't. I just don't like it for Nightwing. Okay. I don't like it for Nightwing. And then Deathstroke. Do you know? Wait, where? Yeah, where where are you, you in the series? Episode two. Oh Jesus. Oh. We're gonna spoil. I know spoil Ravager showed up. I know that um, mm-hmm. Jericho shows up, mm-hmm. and that's that's all. I mean. Oh Jesus! Well, just tell me what enjoy the show the anyway. Thing? What's the dumb thing? Uh, we'll, okay, we'll get we'll, to the dumb thing. We'll go to the dumb thing. Right. Wait, but we'll go to the okay. dumb thing. This is where we're going. All right, tell me the dumb thing. Right. Wait, we gotta preface it with what happened before that. Okay. Because you gotta know who's there. That's true. For why it's dumb. So oh, go ahead. Jesus. So. Cadmus had done some stuff to Superboy and Beast Boy. Superboy! Ah, uh, Superboy shows up. Yes. Uh-huh. I haven't met him yet. All right, go on. But yeah, so That's they exciting. had like brainwashed them or whatever. And Wait, we but just... you haven't met him yet, but yeah. you knew he was coming. Because I heard you he saw was... season one. That's true. He's at the end of season one. Is he? Okay. Yeah. I forgot. Okay. Um. So the so they have just been saved. Now all the heroes are like, you know, like they did like the hero shot or whatever. And, and they're at a carnival. Yeah. 
and everyone is like loving them everyone's clapping for them it's great and then some girl is like mommy my dolly and the doll is like behind the titans so dawn goes to pick up the doll and give it to the kid <sighs> she gives it to the kid now she's like she's looking at the kid and then they see like shaking and there's the an electrical tower and it's shaking because the because the carnival got kind of like right because of the fight and everything now superboy is there mind you um beast boy can turn into like a tiger he's there um, Starfire definitely got super strength. She's there. No, Starfire. True. She might not have been able to help. Raven has. She can like shoot out tentacles. She's there. They're all there. Right. Uh huh. But then also the thing is shaking very slowly. <laughs> very slowly. <laughs> and it was and it was fa- slowly falling. Uh huh. So she, instead of just running out of the way, which they very easily could have done. Easily. Uh-huh. There's a bunch of cuts to everyone looking at her. At any point, she could have just run out of the way. As a matter of fact, as it starts to, like, shake and topple, Dawn audibly says, everybody run. Yeah. And then she doesn't. But she stands there. So what happens is, do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? No, you're doing well. So um, Donna Troy comes in, pushes Dawn and the kid out of the way. No. And catches the thing. Oh, great. And it electrocutes her. No. And she dies. No. Why are you saying no? I don't like it. Because it's dumb? It's ridiculous? Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense that this woman who just five minutes before got into a bang, bang, fisticuff fights with Superboy uh-huh. took multiple punches to the face <laughs> from Superboy and, ret- and returned it back. But now, electricity did her in. Oh. I hate it. It was stupid. Also, I like her a lot. Yeah, she... Well, <laughs> that aside, yes, yeah. this is Donna Troy, and I love her Donna Troy. That was so dumb. And it was... Really, she's it's she's dead? That's the thing. It's Is knows? she, though? Or is she because like... She's going to be in a hospital bed at the beginning of next episode. Well, well, here's the thing. Cut to an airport where the Titans are pulling a casket out of a car and handing it to these women to return to Themyscira. But, but, well, maybe is it Rachel Uh Raven Uh says, I'm going to go with them because I feel like I could help with Donna. Oh, okay. So she's going to bring her back. Hope. Maybe. And then she's going to come back with her. I don't need her to come back. Only because this this team is so bloated. Yeah. <laughs> if we get rid of those two. I love Donna, but we need to get rid of some people. Who are the most expendable? Ravager. Well, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Finish the sentence. Ravager. Uh, it would have been Ravager. <laughs> Should we tell him that part? Well, leave me some stuff. Yeah, okay. we'll leave you that. Oh, let me Let me ask you this. Yes. Should I bother? Knowing yes. my feelings on season one and that I kind what of enjoyed it more than I thought. One? You liked it? I liked it more than I thought I would. I would say yes. Then, then you should. Okay. I would say it doesn't, what, what were there, like eight episodes? Maybe. Yeah, something I like would that. say it doesn't get bad. It doesn't get like dumb until like six or seven. Okay. And even those are not bad. Yeah. It's just they're not as great as the earlier stuff. Gotcha. Mm, All right. It gets pretty dumb. It's pretty dumb. Remember that time? This isn't really. Remember that time when they went to that one guy's house, and it was Donna and Starfire hanging out. That was great. 
That was a great scene. That was cool. That was, and that was a great scene. That that was cool. I feel like the character um, interactions in general were better towards the end. Like the thing where they were sitting at the table and they were like, "How did that one guy?" Yes. And yes. The like, character interaction. The characters uh, continue to be more fleshed out. I actually like Hawk. I can't Hawk, believe, yeah. I can't believe I find myself liking Hawk. That being said, him and Dove are probably the most expendable to me. Oh, I see. I always like those. Those are my two favorite episodes of Which season one. Which is why one. they're never going to go anywhere. Yeah, they're not going to go anywhere. But they're technically they're probably the most right. Or at least change the, their stupid costumes. Yeah. The costumes. I love that they just committed. I I don't like the costume, but, but they I, just they made the costumes. I, yeah, that, I appreciate the well, they've got well, they've got to change Hawks because Hawks has seen better days. Yeah, I mean, like Hawk looks looks rough. Well, Hawk, yeah. Um, this is the first time that you see Wonder Girl's costume, and it's oh. it's a, it she looks good in it. Yeah, it, it it looks good. Is it the black and gold? And then no, that's oh. another thing. When she saves the girl, she picks up her mask. Why? Sorry. I hate that they just don't care about secret identities. Well, they don't because she walks. In, uh, uh, he's talking about Dawn. It takes off. Takes off her mask. Oh, thank you. When she gave the d- girl the doll. Yeah. D- well, Dove. That's just, yeah. I, keep, I, I always want to call her Dawn, but yeah. she's Dove. Um, but when she walks into the battle, she has a suit on, mm-hmm. but not the mask. The mask yeah. is like lifted Ridiculous. up. Well, remember when we uh, was it the right. first we first two episodes it. or something? When they went to battle. Yeah. Without the suits. They're just wearing their clothes. It's, it's regular. It's. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. The interesting thing, I wonder what their original plan because apparently there's um there were leaked photos from season one's original finale with Dick as Nightwing. Ah. So like that whole thing must have had a whole different trajectory. Yeah, it must have been. Is it the same or it, looks, it may have been one of the um maybe when he killed Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. in his dream, he was That's Nightwing possible. doing it. But then, like, why would he have thought of himself as Nightwing if he hadn't decided on the, well, the, the identity? Well, it could be the reason why they didn't go with it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it doesn't make any it. sense. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed I to mean, he's with vision. all the Titans. Yeah. Um, was yeah. it the same exact suit? It looked like it okay. to me. Yeah. I always really liked the Young Justice Nightwing suit. Yes. Yeah, I honestly cool. never really noticed much of a difference. Yeah, oh, the difference is that it's not armor. Right. And the whole idea, as, as they spoke of it when he you know, was introduced, the students introduced to him, you know, they make it a little bit more sleeker yeah, to take advantage say. of your acrobat, yeah. Yeah. acrobatic skills so you don't put them in armor. Yeah. All right. I agree. <laughs> Although guns hurt. Okay, if it's got some pl- plating, I see, yeah. but it should be a little sleeker. Okay. And then you just talk you about it, how JD? it's a special Kevlar. Yeah. JD, have true. you seen it? Seen what? The Nightwing costume. Uh, I saw like a thumbnail of it. Do you want to? I feel like maybe I should show it just so we all have, we all know what it looks like maybe. Sure. Only because I also kind of forget a little bit. No, I don't. <laughs> of course he does, but it's. I see what you're saying. Brandon has shown me a picture of it, and I agree it's a little bulky. It doesn't look like he can actually bend at the waist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very thick. Um, but I mean, it's a TV show. It looks fine. It looks, yeah, it's better than it could have been. It's like better it. than it could have been. It's better than no, it it's not been. better than it could have been. It could have been better. I'll tell you what. It's not Black Lightning's costume. No, with them big ass Point. shoulder pads. Point. Get those. The point. Hey, Take it. Costume's not bad. What I also don't like about the costume. Um, from this podcast that I listened to, and I'm sorry that I can't remember the podcast, so I, I can't uh, give it proper accreditation. But they pointed out, no, it wasn't even a podcast. It was. Um, it was a dream. It was an article. It was an article on um, the Ringer, theRinger.com. 
in this article, they pointed out how what was so great in the comic books about when Dick Grayson gives up the Robin costume and takes on the Nightwing um, persona or mantle is this in the comics while he is inspired for the name and a bit of the look of Nightwing from the Nightwing character that had been um, uh, in Superman's lore at that time from Kandor and all that type of stuff it was a decision that he made himself. Mm-hmm. He and he thought of that reference and came up with creating that whole vision. Is that really the origin of Nightwing? Yeah. What part? The Which fact part? that it came from the Kryptonians? Yeah. That, that's where he's, he, he took the I name. I thought that was a retcon kind of thing. No. Like, mm-hmm. That's no. what I thought, that was... too. And then when I read Judas Contract, yeah, it is. That, that's that he a, originally, because he, he knew about that. Oh, neat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, huh. So the, his original costume, the George Perez design costume, is slightly different than that the Nightwing from those Superman stories. But that's where he, he came up with the idea of the whole name. Um, but it was his decision. It was Dick Grayson's decision. Sure. In this, in the series, while he definitely it was his decision to walk away from Robin. And try and find a path like, hey, I need a new cop. He goes in and, well, you didn't see the episode. But he goes in, he goes someplace where you you learn is where superheroes, including Batman, go for their costumes. Oh, sure. And he goes there just like, like yo, dude, I'm going to need a new costume. Mm-hmm. Dude, who he talks to, basically tells him, well, yeah, Batman told me you will be coming. So he had me made this for you. So he had me made this for you. Uh, so taking all of like his agency and creating this persona away from him. Yeah. So even though he's trying to step away from Batman, Batman is still doing this for yeah. him. Yeah. Would... And, and considering how much of a part that, as you will learn, Bruce Wayne plays in the last few episodes of this show, that feels like taken away from the character. I understand that. I yeah. feel like that was kind of bad writing, but that's how it is in the show. But I feel like it might have been that maybe they had a different idea because he still goes on the journey of discovering a new identity. And like in the in the previous episodes, he does, he practically comes up with the Nightwing like mantle before he gets the costume. So I almost feel like maybe there was like a scene cut or something where he told them like draw like a blue eagle or something on it. No, see, see but, but that's presuming. Right, I know, I'm saying. And it's not because you, if there was, let's say, let's say there was a cut scene where he told them about this, right? Then you wouldn't have gotten what happens at the beginning of the scene where he walks into right. that into that place where the guy is giving him shit for burning the Robin costume. That would have already happened. Right. Right. And two, while he did kind of come with up with the Nightwing persona on his own, that would speak to the motif of the costume. 
But if Bruce already told them to create the costume, Bruce wasn't there right. when he had that inspiration. And as far as we know, he hasn't shared that inspiration right. with anybody. That's why, yeah, that's why I feel like it's more the writing fault. So it's 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 bad writing. It seems... It's bad writing, but it also negates his character in the development. Right a up to that bit. point. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I I didn't like it. Yeah. All right. I did really like the uh, the fruitcake bit though. That was funny. The fruitcake bit was very cute. I'm gonna. I'll finish it up. I'm gonna watch it as soon as I'm done. Rebels. As soon as you're done, Rebels. I love it. Then I might have to do some Clone Wars because Brandon is gonna make me a list, and yeah, at least in the next five years, I'm gonna watch Titan season two. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Gotta Talk. Gotta Talk. I'm Johnny Destructo. Thank you so much for listening. I already said that. I'm going to continue anyway. You go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. Go to coffee.com slash Johnny Destructo. If you want to help me out, Mm -hmm. help out your local me, you can also tweet at me at JD's Hero Complex. Len? Hey, you can hit me up at the Bat Tribble or Black Tribbles on uh, Twitter and all the social medias. And you can also go to our Patreon account, patreon.com slash black tribbles. Help us out at any dollar amount and you will gain access to our Patreon exclusive podcast, Greetings from the Bat Base, where I just posted the most recent episode where me and Ariel Johnson, the uncanny tribble of Black Tribbles, sit down and talk about episodes six and seven of HBO's Watchmen. So goddamn good. Because if you're watching those two, that show, then you know why we gotta talk about it. Mm -hmm. So you'll want to check that out because we go in. We have a very, very funky good time. Brandon? I actually have something today. Yay! Yay! So um, I made a little survey uh, about Gutter Talk, and it should be up on the Cold Pop Podcast uh, Facebook page. So if you guys want to go to that, you can take it. You can fill it out. It shouldn't take you more than, like, five minutes. Hey, uh, send it to me, too. I'll put it up on the Black Tribbles, uh, our Tribble Nation Facebook group. Uh, yeah, it'll be there, too. Great. So everyone what can, sort of questions are on it? Uh, Like, demographic questions? Great. So we're trying to get an idea of who the Gutter Talk fan is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. I'm not saying it will change anything, but <laughs> but it will inform just, us about yeah, who, who you are to and what type of stuff you like to hear us talk about. Yeah, you're important to us, so we want to reach out and find out more about you. Yes, yep. and please follow Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk has its own feed on all of these um, podcast aggregators, aggregators or distributors, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. There's Gutter Talk right there. Follow us. Gutter Talk will continue on the Co-Pop um, feed, but Gutter Talk will be leaving the Black Tribbles feed in 2020. So, All right. Get on it. Get on it. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. 